Prudence. Dear 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 Prudence. Do you think that I should contact him again? Help. Help. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to the Dear Prudence Show once again. And as always, I am your host, Danny M. Lavery. And with me in the studio this week is Zelda Gillespie, an eighth grader who lives in Brooklyn with her two moms, two cats, two dogs, and one sister. She likes baking, Broadway musicals, and binge watching. Zelda, welcome to the show. Thank you. I love that you put the moms, cats, dogs, and sister, presumably in order of importance. That sounds about right. I'm very excited to have you here today because I've been sitting with some of these questions for a little while. I'm excited to hear your uh, perspective on these because I think a lot of these are like quite essential and timeless. And so I'm hoping that you would read our first letter. Okay. Dear Prudence, I'm an artist who makes work with combined writing and visual elements. I often send the writer written portions, poems, style, and length to a good friend who's an editor to have him look at before I set anything in stone. The trouble is he's hard to pin down. I'll send something to him and he'll tell me he'll look at it the next day and I won't hear from him for about a week. I get that he's too busy and I'm asking him to do more of his day job in his free time, but is it too much to ask him to keep his word? I'd be fine if he gave a longer window as long as he kept within it. I just hate the uncertainty not knowing if he forgot or if I should bug him about it. How much pushing is acceptable when a friend is doing you a favor? Which is a very, like, um, eternal question. I I think there's the... I, I know that there are some people who feel like if someone's doing you a favor, you shouldn't ask them for anything. Either pay for it if you want it quickly or let your friend decide how much time that they have. And I'm curious to know... Do you have a sense of what you think would be the most helpful for this person? Yeah, I think he is doing you a favor, so it's definitely not something you should just say, I need you to do this faster. That would be a bad approach. But if you, like, maybe talk to him about it or, like, say, I know know you're doing me a favor, and I think, and I'm very grateful for that, maybe... If you could talk to me about what your schedule's like, maybe we can figure something out uh, and just make sure you're being pretty polite and careful. I, I was thinking something along those lines, too, and I was wondering if it might even be helpful for the letter writer when they do this. Because I'm assuming, by the way, that their friend is actually happy to do this. He he hasn't complained about it. It doesn't sound like he avoids it. It just sounds like he's not always great at, at accurately guessing how much time it will take. So I'm not going to assume that he secretly hates doing it and you're actually taking advantage of him. <laughs> um, but I think it would maybe help to say, here's something that I would love for you to look at. As always, I really appreciate it. Um how does two weeks from now sound? And I can, you know, check in with you uh, when we're close to the date, just as a reminder. Um, Because I think that giving him more time before he has to ask for it is going to be helpful. And then also taking charge of, I'll check in with you a day or two ahead and see how you're doing with that. Um, Makes it a little bit easier for him because I'm sure part of him just wants to be able to do it right away. And and he's not so much thinking about like, I'll promise you one thing and then do something else. He truly intends to get to it. And then because it's just free work on the side that he does, it tends to 
fall to the wayside when something that is his actual job comes up. Yeah, I think he is not intending, so that sounds very... Do you think it's also worth asking, like, hey, am I doing this too much? Like, do, do you think that that would be good to, to ask him whether or not this is actually workable for him or if part of him wishes he, you did it less? Uh, yeah, I think that is something you could ask because it's important figuring out the how what's the best way to do this, not just figuring out how it could be done better, but if it does seem that it's uh, more stressing and takes more time and is something that it's harder for him to do, but he just wants to help out, then you could figure it out more because the more detail you can get on like what's happening and what's not happening, the better you can help your friend do this. I think that's a good point. I, I know at least for me, it's often really hard to um, say no to friends in a way that it's easier for me to say no to a, a colleague or a stranger. So um, it, it, it may be helpful to check in and, and he may say like, I'm happy to do it sometimes, but um, it actually would be really helpful if you need someone to do this like once a month or something to think about hiring an editor to do a little freelance work for you. Um, so give him that opportunity, Yeah, I, I think is, is a good idea too. Like in addition to naming the schedule yourself when you ask him for a favor to also say, hey, do I do this too much? I appreciate this so much. It means a lot to me that you do this. I also want to be mindful of the fact that you have a day job and that you do this for free on your own free time. And if he says, nope, I'm having a great time, take him at his word, maybe take him out to dinner every once in a while to thank him or, you know, bake something or make something, whatever you can afford or, or spend a little time, something that acknowledges that he's he's helping you out, I think would be kind and thoughtful. But yeah, it's, it's, it's important to, it's not that you can't ask anyone who's doing you a favor to be communicative, but you also do have to remember that they're doing you a favor and you don't want to treat them like someone who's working for you. Yeah. And congratulations on having, you know, a talented friend whose judgment you value, who's willing to do you a favor on a regular basis. That's, you're really lucky. Yeah, definitely. All right. This next one, I think it's my turn to read, so I will go ahead and do that. The subject is making moves. Dear Prudence, I am a woman in my last semester of college. At the beginning of the year, I met a guy through some mutual friends, and I've had a crush on him ever since. We don't see each other very often, but when we do, we get along well, and I feel some chemistry between us. I know that he is straight and single. I tried to drop some hints that I was interested last semester, but nothing ever happened. I've never dated anyone, and every time I try to imagine telling him how I feel, I get incredibly nervous. We only have a few months left together at school before we go off to work or study in different countries, and I want to make a move. How can I get over my anxiety and ask him out? If I had a solution to getting over romantic anxiety... I promise I would share it. I think that is unfortunately something that will probably always be a factor no matter how much you have dated, um, which is not a very optimistic way to start this. But it might help if you just have realistic expectations, which is maybe I will feel very anxious and nervous while I ask him out. That's okay. Yeah, I agree. I think it is very anxious for there's multiple different situations, but generally trying to tell someone something that you've been meaning to tell them or that's very challenging and I think you can approach it as if like many people I think have anxiety around talking so if you approach it like he also has anxiety too no but I think I think that makes a lot of sense like he might be also very nervous you're not the only one right yeah so you you try to 
approach it like that. Think the worst thing that could, if the worst thing that could happen is maybe it just doesn't work out, that that's one thing. But if you just try to think it through and really think, what's the absolute worst thing that can happen? What's the best thing that could happen? Like, it'll feel good once you've asked. I think. Because yeah. resting with it is really hard. I, I think especially because as long as you're worrying about it, it can go wrong in a thousand different ways in your imagination. Yeah. But in real life, even if it goes badly, it can only go badly once. Yeah. Um. So the sort of like endlessly imagining him saying like, no, or like, oh, you, oh, you like me? That's horrifying. Like, I, I really don't think that's actually going to happen, but it will feel easier. Um. I, I agree. I think it makes a lot of sense. If you're nervous, just start by saying this. Like you, you can say, oh, I, I feel a little nervous asking you, but I really love hanging out together. Would you ever like to go out? I, I just think that's going to be the easiest way to do it. If that feels even a little too straightforward and you want to give him more room to avoid it rather than rejecting you outright, you could probably say something like, I feel a little anxious saying this, but I really love getting to see you. If you ever want to go out, I'd be really interested. Feel free to let me know. Yeah. Because that way he doesn't even have to say yes or no. You're just clearly saying, if you would like to ask me out, I would say yes. And if you don't ask me out, I will take that as a no. Yeah. So it, it gives the possibility of like, we can both pretend this never happened if we need to. And at least then I'll know that was on purpose. Yeah, I think it's just definitely better to ask him or suddenly ask him, but just ask him in a way that you know once you ask you're going to be good. You'll feel less stress about it. I think so, too. And I think the last piece of advice I would offer this person is totally makes sense that you're nervous. Totally makes sense that you're a little anxious, especially because you feel like, oh, I dropped a hint and it didn't work. You know, what if what if I'm overstepping a boundary? It's totally OK to ask somebody out. It's not weird. It's not rude. If they need to say no, they'll say no. It's OK. You don't sound like someone who's going to ask in such an intense or forceful way that he's going to feel pressure. So I, I just don't think you have to worry about that. Um, and sometimes when someone's nervous about asking somebody out, they will present that information or request as if they think it's bad news. Like, you're probably going to say no. You probably don't want to hear this. I have bad news. I kind of like you. And that's, um, you know, if, if you say it in a way that suggests that even you think it's a bad idea, you're not making a great case. So I, I would say don't it's totally sweet and I think will help to acknowledge that you're nervous, but do not present it as if it is bad news. Yeah. If, if you present it, if it's bad news, that might cause more stress. Like, yeah. did did he think I, I like him, but I don't want to? Or does, will that put thoughts in his head? Like, that would probably make it like harder to think yeah. about. I think there's a good balance to be struck between acknowledging your very real anxiety and also manifesting a little bit of confidence because like i think you clearly do on some level believe that if you two went on a date you'd have a good time yeah so bring a little bit of that energy in addition to the nervousness and i think that that will serve you well and it will help i think to do it and if he says no there will be a part of you that feels like oh my god this is awful and then you will also not die you will keep living and you will realize that it's just part of what happens when you are interested in people and you ask them out and you'll be able to carry on with your day and it won't be the worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. But good luck. All right. Uh, if you would read our next letter, this one is just timeless. Just timeless. Yeah. So the subject is jealous sibling. 
Dear Prudence, I don't know how to deal with my sibling being jealous of me. We have been very close and talk often about our respective struggles with mental illness, but she constantly feels that I have everything figured out. I can't talk about school with her anymore because I know being proud of my grades only makes her feel more depressed. I feel like I can't tell her about happy things in my life because then I will seem non-depressed and it will make her feel worse about herself. She has admitted to me recently that it is hard to be around me because she feels intense jealousy toward me, that she feels awful about feeling this way but still feels it. I don't know what to do. I feel numb, like this is something that's my fault, even though logically I know there's nothing I can do to make her feel better about herself. I was going to spend my vacation visiting her, but now I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice on how to navigate this situation? So... Uh, this one's really hard, especially because the letter writer says that they're very close with their sibling. So it's not the sort of situation where it's like, we don't normally talk very much. So if we ended up never talking, I wouldn't mind. Like, you, you really do want to be able to maintain that kind of closeness. But it is also exhausting and really challenging when somebody else makes you feel like experiencing any pride in your own accomplishments or any happiness and peacefulness about your own life is somehow hurting them. Yeah, I agree. It's very, very difficult because you're so close and it would be hard if figuring this out would make you less close with your sibling. I feel like if she said that she did admit that it makes her feel worse, and this might not be the case, but maybe if she can talk about it more, you can figure out ways you can work it out or try to find like common ground for conversation or... If you can talk to her, that's great, because if you can try to figure out any way you can help out and make her feel more comfortable. or I do think it helps that she's been able to admit this to you. That's a good first start. You both agree that this dynamic is real. It sounds like maybe she's not quite yet aware of how hard it is for you. Like she maybe said, this is really hard for me in the hopes that you would be able to provide her with a lot of extra support. And what you need to say is, yeah, I've noticed that too. And it hurts my feelings. So that might be tricky, but I I just think it's really good that you both know this is what's going on. You both agree. So just because you two are close doesn't mean you have to spend every phase of your life in constant contact. So I think one thing that's important here is if you both need to take a little time to talk a little bit less, that doesn't mean that that's what you're going to that doesn't mean that that's what it's going to be like for the two of you for the rest of your life. Right? Like you can say I'm glad you know this. I have felt it too. It's been really hard and painful for me. Um I think maybe uh I should make other arrangements for my vacation time that's coming up and we should wait to travel together until we're both doing better around this does that strike you as reasonable does that strike you as loving while also being careful yeah that's that definitely is reasonable i think as much as you would maybe want to hang out with sibling try to talk to them alone alone time is very important because you can just think and just like not like focus on it alone time is very important so when you're ready to like talk to maybe discuss yeah so wouldn't I think it would be a good idea to not go on vacation together but when you're both ready uh discussing it and figuring out the next step of how to uh deal with this 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it would be helpful to also say if I have talked about anything in a way that has felt like I've been putting you down, I hope you'll let me know I don't want to do that. Um, but absent any of that, it's hard when I feel like I can't talk to you about anything that's going well in my life. Um, I love you. I want you to be well. Um, but it's also important to me that I at least sometimes can tell you about what's going on with me. It's not an indictment of you. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what treatment she's in right now. Yeah, you say that you've both struggled with mental illness. I hope that she is seeing both a doctor and a therapist, um, possibly a psychologist or a psychiatrist if there's if there's any medication that she needs to be on. But if she's at the level where she can't talk to you and hear that you're doing well in school without feeling angry and hurt, I think that that would suggest that she needs more help than just talking to you. So if she's not getting any kind of help or treatment, I think it would be important to encourage her to seek some out. If she already is, I would encourage her, you know, I hope you share this with your therapist. I hope you find other strategies for dealing with this. I love you and I'm here for you. But I I can't promise you that I'll never say, I had a good time in class today. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely important to keep a relationship strong. But like, it, it is important to make sure if she's helped, she's getting it because it would be understandably hard to not talk about much going on with you. So you could definitely start with not just discussion, but whatever you need that would help her out, would, would help her out. Yeah. Yeah. And good luck. I, I really do think that this is not going to last forever. If part of what she needs and you need both are to take a little time apart um, so that she can figure out ways to deal with her own depression and sadness and other mental health issues um, without feeling angry and hurt that other people sometimes enjoy their lives like that's good that's important she needs to go take care of that you can still love her and support her it doesn't mean you have to like ignore her completely but it might mean not taking a trip together right now it might mean having slightly shorter more condensed conversations it might mean just sending the occasional text of like i love you and i hope you're taking care of yourself today and then also trusting that um she has to be the one to seek help about this you can't make her life any better by downplaying your own life yeah um yeah and good luck it's hard it's it's hard and i hope that you know you don't have to feel guilty about doing well yeah good luck yeah zelda thank you so much for coming by the studio and helping us sort through some of this uh thank you for having me yeah it's it's been delightful i you know phil is the best and and so i love that we're just expanding the the general family and i hope eventually we get all of your relatives on the show at least once yeah Thanks for listening to Dear Prudence. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our theme music was composed by Robin Hilton. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash dearprudence to subscribe. And remember, you can always hear more prudence by joining Slate Plus. Go to slate.com slash prudipod to sign up. If you want me to answer your question, call me and leave a message 401-371-DEAR. That's 3327. And you might hear your answer on an episode of the show. You don't have to use your real name or location, and at your request, we can even alter the sound of your voice. Keep it short, 30 seconds, a minute tops. Thanks for listening.